Another loss, another crappy season, but at least we finished in front of Dallas, or did we? This is much more about Darren Jones. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, yo, what's happening? It's over. It's finally over. This season. Yes, the 2010-2 two days into 2011 season has come to an end. Dude, the Washington this season was so much. It was like twenty percent better than last year, dude. <laughs> Are you sure? In many ways, it was better, but in so many ways, in so many ways, it was better. You're right. No, it was so 50. many ways. Wait, wait. For it instance, was, against the Eagles, was it? Me or it was it, so much worse. It was fifty percent better than last year. We had fifty well, percent more wins. In wins and losses, but I would say. You know, overall, really, it was only about 14% better. No, 50. It was 50%. 50% better, I think. Any season that involves Rex Grossman starting any games for the Redskins cannot be 50% better. Dude, that knocked it down 36% right there. Right there. 14% better is your total number. You guys love Rex Grossman. I was the one telling you guys that he sucked, and you guys got all (laughs) down in shape. No, 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 Don't, don't believe that unless you think that was John that just said that. And since I'm John, and that's Aaron. Cut! Aaron, Aaron, you were the one telling us how he led, you know, the Bears to a Super Bowl in 2006 and how pumped you were that he was going to be playing for Washington. I never said that. I don't think anyone said that. No, none of <laughs> Nobody. us. Nobody. And I'm not talking about just Harry Hog football. I'm talking about every single Redskins fan. Anyway, anyways, dudes, Aaron. Before we please. go any further, uh, this <laughs> Harry Hog football is proudly brought to you by David Wait, Lee. What Legal episode Services. is this? What Epis- episode Wait. is this? This is yeah, episode, episode two hundred and forty. Right, right. Proudly brought to you by none other than David Lee Legal Services, and by Our benevolent sponsor. I have to say it like CBS basketball. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, and by. Dun, 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 dun. Steve from Nova Scotia. Steve from Nova Scotia sent us a long email detailing. When preparations F and G have failed, it's time for preparation H. What does that have to do with Steve in Nova Scotia? That was our sponsor. Oh, oh, oh. Did, H. They, did Preparation H also go to the donate button on our website? Because <laughs> Steve in Nova Scotia did. He did. He That's donated. Right, he, did not, he wasn't saying he was sponsoring the episode by donating. And I'll let you continue on as to what he was, what he wanted to do. He donated American funds all the way from Nova Scotia. Which, um, you know, it's, it's like right across from Maine. Anyway, he said. Where's he from? Shishat shit? Is that where he's from? No, that's in Labrador. Or is that Labrador? That's Labrador. That's Labrador, I think. My bad. No, he's from somewhere else. Jolie. What was it called? Port Jolie. Port Jolie. I think is how it it looks like it's pronounced. He's from Jolie. Jolie. You have to say Jolie, right? uh, I don't know. I've never been there. I've been to Halifax. Halifax was nice. That's a Dolly Parton song, dude. (laughs) Halifax or Port Jolie? Jolie. Jolie. <laughs> Steve from Jolie. Jolie. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, thanks, Steve. We yeah. appreciate uh, you hitting the but donate no, button donated. and sending your. Oh, that's right, Josh. Yeah, go ahead. No, he donated. Not not just to donate. He said, he said, hey, update the map. I want to be on it. So this episode I'm buying is brought to you by the new updated map on HarryHogFootball.com, courtesy of Steve in Nova Scotia. Which prompted prompted me to say, "What? We still have the map? 
<laughs> oh man, I need to get so and which was uh <laughs> we still we still got that? So yeah, yeah. We're it is actually updated with Steve. And I guess at this point we can uh reopen the map up to uh more names and uh of people who are listening to the hot to the Harry Hog podcast around the world. Hey, speaking of Steve, did you guys see the email he sent where he tells us that he was born in Dallas, yet he's a Redskins fan? Yes, Dude, yeah, yeah, he said that. Yeah, let's tell that story before we get to talking about yet another loss to a division rival named the New York mm. Giants. The Nats. Tell the story. R- read the email. Read it. Yeah, the dude. whole email? Speak it out, Aaron. We're listening to you. Can I paraphrase the email? Why paraphrase when you can read it? Because we only have an hour show. <laughs> Ish. You can read excerpts. You could have already read. All right, it. Here's an excerpt. I think the, I think the story of how he uh, became a Redskins fan is a little good story. So it's yeah, a good story. Exactly. You want about how a man from Nova Scotia became a Redskins fan? Well, it's a great question, and he's been dying to share it for a long time. His wife is from Nova Scotia, and they live in Nova Scotia. He met her when he was at the Navy Station in Pax River, Maryland. He chose that duty station, listen to this, he chose that station just to be near the Redskins. Solid. And he was in D.C. for Mm. three years. You see, he was born in Dallas, that's right, Dallas. People ask him all the time, what is a dude from Dallas doing loving the Redskins? Well, you can't help where you were born, but when you grow up with common sense, you can choose the right team. (laughs) <laughs> He's actually been to more Redskins games in Dallas than he ever went to in D.C. Um, he went there to the games in D.C. at RFK during the in Gus We Trust season. Yeah, and this is the first year that he's had, uh, I guess, the equivalent of the Sunday ticket. I guess it's called the Sunday ticket in Canada as well, so he's been able to watch all the Redskins games, so solid. I found this interesting. He talks about the Sunday ticket, and he says that in Nova Scotia, it's available on various cable companies and satellite companies. So why is it easier to get the red to get the uh, NFL Sunday ticket in Nova Scotia than it is in the United States, which is protected against monopolies? That's a really good question. That is a good question. I have no idea. Um, and like us, he tries to listen to the. Um, Sonny and Sam on the radio Larry. while watching the game. Now, if you really want to do that, Steve, I know how it's not timed correctly, but, oh, I guess the radio is earlier, right? Is that what it is? Because sometimes yeah, but if he the radio... would have to be listening. He'd have to be listening over the internet. Because if you listen over the internet and you have a DVR, you can, like, you can try to pause and then unpause and then uh, sync it up a little bit. But this it's kind like of a pain in the hour. <laughs> technical hour. It it's the technical hour. For those of you in Canada, this is how you can get the <laughs> sync like, up your. Next thing you know, like the Canadian government will be calling. <laughs> us, so anyway, good stuff. Steve anyway, from in Nova Scotia, I guess. But yeah, that's pretty cool. He grew up is from Dallas, but was smart enough not to root for the Cowboys. Who have the quote "Star of Satan" unquote on their helmets? Yeah, so that's and, pretty cool. And he also sent us what he thinks the uh, who we should keep and cut for next year, and we'll bring that up later. Yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll be visiting that as we uh, head into the uh, armpit of the off season here. So we will bring that back up uh, later on. Anyway, down th- the line. Thanks again, Steve, for the uh, yeah, donation and sponsorship. All right, excellent. All right, moving into the podcast. Um, well, we lost to the Giants again, even though I really wanted that almost as bad as a Cowboys game this year, a victory against the Giants. It did not happen. Do we even again. have to recap this? Seriously. I'm so sick and tired of recapping these division losses. Especially to the damn Giants. Well, all I can say is we played a lot better in this game with our scrubs than we did in the first game where we just got completely annihilated. Yep. <clears throat> Yep. So, so yep. there were some bright spots, i.e., we didn't get blown out, which is good. Which is good. Um, <laughs> it's always good. There were also some very not bright spots. Yes, like all of John's dogs. Graham Gano, like Graham Gano. 
um, like Rex Grossman. Rex Gro oh dude, Rex Grossman sucks. <laughs> what were his his numbers in the game? He was twenty six for forty four with three hundred and thirty six yards, two TDs, and an interception. He also had that, that fumble. Let's not forget. That. He also had two fumbles, and he also oh, had, he had that big fumbles. cup of suck. That's right. He fumbled twice and lost them both. Sure did. Yeah, he did have and two fumbles, and he was just. That was Santana Moss had that really costly fumble also. I was kind of hoping they would put Beck in, dude. I was. I actually tweeted tweeted that as the game went on. I was like, "Where the hell's Beck?" What the ask? I mean, no, we knew there was no way we could come back to win that game because Rex Grossman's so effing terrible. You the guy really, is. T- he's just as bad as he was when the the. Bears drafted him as a first-round pick in 2003. He has, like, little flashes of brilliance here and there, like that okay. bomb he threw to Anthony Armstrong. But other than that, he just he just sucks, and he has no he has no awareness around him. He has none. No awareness. He has no idea where the pressure, if there's pressure coming in the pocket or if he's just standing in the middle of Central Park just, like, smelling the breeze. <laughs> He was smelling the breeze from the Casey Raybox chaotic funk, who also is now the weakest link on the offensive line when Stefan Hire's not in there. I have to agree with that. Because, I mean, here's a bright spot. The last few games, the offensive line, with the exception of Stefan Hire and Casey Raybox, not to that same extreme. Yeah, has nowhere been near to that well. extreme. But... John, John, this will be quick. This is kind of uh, entertaining to me. But John, you were you were tweeting during the game this past week, and I believe you had four tweets during the game. And, and he's keeping are, your stats, dude. Really, what? You got John's stats: four tweets and one for four a tweets, four one tweets, three bourbons, How and one got a retweet, dude. Cut? That's like right, an equivalent of a touchdown. and 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 five uh, spicy chicken balls. And one and of them didn't even have anything to do with Dick's gloves. All right, go ahead. Right, right. Here are John's tweets. John says, seriously, Gano, seriously. That was his first tweet. That's a good his one, second dude. Tweet, his second tweet was, Grossman, cut! Cut! When did that happen, John? We know when the Gano happened. When did the Grossman I believe that happen? was after the first um, fumble loss. Okay. All right. Uh, John's third tweet was, we would have a chance to win this game if Rex effing Grossman didn't suck. When was that? That would be after the interception. Or... Okay, okay. And that's when and I then... said to John, I don't think you can tweet that word. And he was like, yes, you can. I just did. Yes, you can. And then, but I just said but... effing. I said F apostrophe I-N-G. Yes, I read it just I like know my word. tweets may look look strange because I generally use complete sentences and proper syntax. But yes, F apostrophe <laughs> I-N-G is... is is proper John, in this, uh, John's final this. tweet of the day before going silent in the atmosphere was, please put in Beck. Guess when that was? <laughs> in the blogosphere, dude. Josh, you have to yep. keep in mind that me and John yep. are new to all these things like tweets. I mean, I thought they were called twits until like a week ago. <laughs> well, that's Dallas fans. Um, so, yeah, please put in Beck. That was after the uh, second fumble. Dude, how you know what I else believe. is amazing? A bright spot about this game. How can we have like four or five or whatever turnovers we had and still only lose by three points and actually have a chance to go down the field and tie or win if Rex Grossman didn't suck so much at the very end? Yeah, that's a really good point. Hmm. That is a really good point. I'll I tell mean, you the why. The Redskins were competitive in all. All these late games, like when we had all these scrubs in, like you were saying. Ryan Terrain and was why? tearing it up again, dude. They were opening some mega all holes for terrain. him. All day. All terrain. All day. That just needs to be the mantra when he's out there. And it would be great if Kyle Shanahan would do something like continue to do the things that are working, like run Ryan Terrain all day. Yeah, what was that? Or throw those, throw those 15-yard passes to the tight ends down the middle. Remember that one series where we like just kept plowing it? down the field, and then I was like, dude, this first down here would be a good time for a play action. So he doesn't do the play action, or he didn't do the play action, right? I think he threw a bomb. Yeah, he threw a bomb. And then it was second down, and uh, no, no, they lost two yards. 
Okay. So it was second and 12, and then he did the play action. And I was like, dude, not Who's there. Who's going to think you're going to run the ball on second and 12? I was like, come on, dude. You should have done it on first down after you just like tore off 12 or 15 yards or whatever it was. Uh-huh. He's like one play too late to Shanahan did. Yep. Maybe he'll get better next year. Maybe he's afraid first, that, that Donovan McNabb. Awesome. Yeah, you, you know, it's, maybe he thought that Donovan McNabb was going to come up behind him and like like give him a mm-hmm. wet willy in his ear or something like that. So he was all losing his concentration. I really don't know. Yeah, maybe. I do know that uh I do know that the uh at the beginning of the game that they said that Kareem Moore was starting the game, which is pretty hard for him to do because he was on IR. And I think that harkens back to last podcast because someone looked on the field and was like, Oh, there he is, he's that dude with the dreads. Hmm. That's because you know G-team what I'm saying? Sucks. Because they all look the same. There's like four guys that look like the Predator. Did you guys even remember what we talked about last podcast? Come on. Yeah, they all look the same. Kevin Barnes and everybody with their hair hanging uh-huh. out the back of their helmets. There we go. We, all, we also talked about Tim Ryan and the Sea Gap assignment and this and that, and he did it again. Yep. 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 Look at how he put his hand down there. He was pivoted out perfectly to make that play. And we're like... He so wasn't as bad in this game. I found, uh, well, I wouldn't say it was a bad thing, but it was something that I noticed that I haven't noticed before. Like, you know, you, you're talking about giving the ball to Terrain and letting him run, 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 and he had those, like, three big runs at the beginning. You know, he had another series of pretty good runs. Uh, but then they started bringing in Keelan Williams, and the funny thing was with Keelan Williams, it's like they weren't, um, was it Keelan Williams? They were they were passing these short passes to him, weren't they? They tend to, they've been tending to do that with him as if, it's mm-hmm. kind of, when they bring him in, it's like, oh, well, they might be throwing a swing pass or a, or it might be a screen because here comes Keelan Williams. Right. It was kind of like when uh, Liddell Betts would come in when he and Clinton Portis actually played and one, you know, both of them weren't hurt, which I think was three or four games total. Right. Hey, can I say something? Sure. Chris Cooley didn't play nearly as horribly in this game as he usually does lately. He was fine. He had five receptions for 53 yards. You hate Chris Cooley. But the Redskins sucked on third down, both on offense and defense. Dude, we kept giving up. That one drive that the Giants had, we held them to like third and 11, third and 9, third and 7, third and 10, and they would get it every time. And that's been, so that was, that's been one of the crushing things for the Redskins the entire year is that the offense can't convert on third down because they always have third and long. And the defense can't stop the other team when they have third and long. They'll get them, like, first and down, second down. It'll be third and eight, like you said, third and ten, third and eleven. Can't stop them. Can't you stop can't them. stop third down. Sorry. Anyway, enough of complaining. Let's move on. Enough about the Giants' loss. Next year, I'm going to... I think uh, I'm to the point where I want a Giants win more than a Cowboys win now. Dude, I thought you were going to say, I think I'm at the point where I want a Giants jersey now. No. I did not think he was going to say that. Oh, speaking of, did you hear about that <laughs> dude from the Giants that was, like, cutting on the Redskins fans after the game? No. Cofield? What? He was, like, he was all complaining because the Redskins fans were, like, saying something from the stands about how the Green Bay won the game to the Giants. Like Green Bay won, and he, so he started saying like how pathetic the Redskins fans are, and stuff uh, of that nature. You mean defensive tackle Barry Colfield, who was selected as the tenth annual winner of the George Young Good Guy Award, gives yeah, to a guy. player who consistently provides the members of the media with outstanding cooperation on a daily basis. And <laughs> he's also apparently a sore loser. So yeah, apparently he's a he's a sore winner. Apparently. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, he won this game, but you know what? The Giants put Dude. themselves into a situation where they took the fate out of their own hands and, you know, put it in somebody else's hands. And, you know, he's got to learn to take it. Somebody's going to say something to him, and they put themselves in that situation. you got to be able to take it. Don't complain. Dude, a 300-pound defensive lineman cannot cry baby about something like that. That's what I'm saying. Seriously. That's what I'm saying. 
Anyway, so now yeah. that's yeah. all yeah. I wanted to say about that. can meet at CC's and talk over pizza. pizza they can hash it out over who, who can eat the most, most CC's. Well, <laughs> the most I'll tell feces. you who can eat the most CC's. Bryant, dude. That guy Anthony is huge. Bryant is a beast. He is monster huge. He stuffs up the middle, dude. We should have had him in there all year. Yeah, he is. I mean, I'm not saying he's as good as Hainsworth was for the three plays this season that he played hard, but Anthony Bryant was way <laughs> better than Kimo Iatu. That guy's terrible. And these guys that were on the field on Sunday actually wanted to play some football, and it showed. They at least and, tried. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, he wasn't great, but he was so much better than Kimo Iatu was. Ever. I'm thinking, I'm thinking we could probably get somebody like Golden Corral to sponsor that guy. <laughs> Just him. Just him. <laughs> when they showed the lineup at the beginning of the game, you know, where they, they said that, uh, you know, people on IR were starting the game. They uh, put Anthony Bryan on there, and instead of being like gold for rookie or like gold for Pro Bowl or something like that, it's gold for Golden <laughs> Corral. No, dude, at the end of the game, like Shanahan would have to say things like, Man, I gotta thank everybody. The guys all play hard, and that Golden Corral, Anthony Bryant, man, he was awesome. All NASCAR, all NASCAR, yeah, style. all NASCAR style. That that Golden Corral, CC's Pizza Buffet, Anthony Bryant, man. <laughs> Dude, so if you do that, so who would be sponsoring some of the other guys on the team? I don't know. Maybe we need to put that out there. Maybe that needs to be our, you know. The uh, our sponsorship episode. Who would sponsor who? Send in, send in all NASCAR your, style. Uh, Dude, know, what's what, that? Hold on. Dude, what's that um, soccer channel? Satana <laughs> soccer. No, the other one, the Satana one. Sata- whatever would sponsor Santana Moss? <laughs> what's the name of it? What? What? It's like Satanta Sports or something like that. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Never it, heard of it it, either, maybe they get it on DirecTV in Nova Scotia, but I've never heard of it, dude. It's like Satanta Sports or something like that. Satanta Sports sponsors Santana Moss. Never mind. Santana Moss sponsored by Santana. By Carlos Santana. Or like, I got a black magic woman. <laughs> and like, that's Santana, cool. that Carlos yeah. Santana, Santana Moss did a great job on that post pattern. <laughs> and uh, um, what oh, was I gonna say? Cool cigarette sponsors, Chris Cooley. Yeah, that are like you know, like <laughs> I gotta thank my sponsors, Coors, uh, Coors, Coors, the bank. Carlos here. Rogers would be like, I'd like to thank Dupont, Teflon for giving me these. <laughs> <laughs> man, like at least three people listening just said, "Man, that was gonna be mine," and we were gonna send that one in. Uh, and dicks, sporting oh, dear, dear. Oh yeah, we we could come up with some really good ones. We'll we'll think about some of those and we'll we'll bring up the best ones from your guys' uh emails and tweets and whatnot. And you can actually call the Harry Hog line, or is it just the Hog line? And leave a message Whatever. with your favorite ones. Seven seven Harry Hog. That's right. Seven seven Harry Hog. There's no charge to do that. It's just a. It happened to be a number that we were able to get. It is United States phone number. For those of you in yeah. Nova Scotia and abroad. Yeah, but if you have a cell phone or if you're on, you know, Skype or something like that, be aight, Ring us up. I guess. Ring us up. So anyway, or you yeah, can we'll tweet talk about that next week if we remember. Yeah. Um, you could tweet at us at Harry Hog also. At, That's yes. true. And Harry if you can Hogg tweet on Harry Hog, you can get great tweets from people like me, such as seriously, Gano. Seriously. <laughs> Anyway, Bono, let's dude. let's go through the injuries here, dudes. Um, what were the injury? What's Seriously. the injury situation, and how is it going to affect us? Going People forward? are injured, but they'll be better by next year. What else we got to talk about? Yeah, truly. Um, <laughs> let's see. Hey, oh, speaking of injuries, injuries Chris, hold on. Chris Cooley had his knee scoped, I believe, today um, for some, I guess, some loose bodies that are in there. Casey Raybach is getting his shoulder. I think so. He's getting his chaotic funk scraped. He's getting his chaotic <laughs> funk scraped on Thursday. Uh, he re-injured his already ailing right shoulder, according to uh, David Elfin from Dude, NFL Fanhouse. Here's what I have to say about Casey Raybach. Good. What do you have to say? I want to hear it. Oh, crap. Oh. Sorry, I messed up. What? 
Dudes, I was. I don't know ask, about that. Do you think Casey Raybach is possibly has possibly uh, snapped his last ball oh, as a Redskin? <laughs> <laughs> He's long snapped his last ball. He may have he spread his chaotic one for the last time. I, um, mean, I think he may have touched his last Redskins ball. How old is that dude? Seriously, Casey Raybach. I think he's 31. He's I too believe. little, dude. He gets pushed all the way back. I that's swear. yeah. That's the big thing there is that he just gets bowled over so many times. Like he's he he can't stop the rush up the middle. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that that's that's where I have to agree that I think we do need an upgrade there. I think it would be a good idea to draft a center coming up, but I think the first thing we need to do is draft a damn quarterback. Hey, speaking of snappers, I read last week that um, the red snapper was trying out in Baltimore, but I didn't hear anything else about it. Yeah, I didn't. I never heard if he made the team or not. I wonder if he got bored or does he – I wonder if he wants to play again or if he just kind of got bored. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll play. Um. Anyway, here's something else as far as injuries go. Um, I know how you guys like know that we need a tall wide receiver. And we do still have Malcolm Kelly, who is injured. And <laughs> well, this is what I read this week and I thought it was like, you know, put one on the good column for Malcolm Kelly is apparently he showed up at every single uh practice and team meeting this entire year while he was on the IR where most dudes just go sit at home on the couch or go to CC's Pizza. Pizza. So. Well, yeah, yeah, that's good though that he did that instead of sitting out and you know not showing up. So at least he's showing the shanties that he like wants to play play for some football. Which is good because there were questions about there were questions about his 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 drive and whether he was going to be able to you know deal with you know actually being a professional. But the big question, which I've been talking about since we got him, is that he, he's he got bad knees, man. And that was known in college. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, oh. Vinny. Way to go, Vinny. I'm so glad you drafted him and Devin Thomas instead of Deshaun Jackson. That was awesome. Great Dude, job. Deshaun Jackson's been horrible. We all know it. I'm so glad we did not get that guy. Um, man, he is kind of a prick, though. Hey, speaking of cuts... Has anyone else? Has anyone been cut since the season ended yet? Uh, officially, no. No one's been released or anything. No one has been released. No one has been cut. Um, we'll talk about the two big drama people in the second half of the show. But uh, yeah, no one has been cut officially. Everyone is still on the roster as of right now. Right now. But we did sign six people to reserve future contracts, and who would those people be, Josh? Reserve uh, futures? Six what does that, that mean? Signed. I'll tell you. Okay. Selvish Capers, we've talked about him before. Uh, he was selvish. a 2009, 2009 draft pick. Um, Funny, he doesn't look selvish. Right. <laughs> selvish, selvish. Yeah, we selected him in the seventh round last year. Uh, I believe he was like 231st overall. How uh, selfish like that. Yeah, he was of, way late. Of the, of the 10F. Can't speak tonight. Um, but he's been on the practice squad, right? Isn't that correct? He got cut from it. He was signed to it, and then he got cut from the practice squad. No, he was on the practice. No, he was cut and signed to the practice squad, and he was on the practice squad all season. All but season. he never made the active roster. Sorry, I gave you some false information. I, be- I believe he is uh, he is considered a project uh, coming into this year, this first year. So hopefully uh, the project has been going well. What? He okay. still lives in the projects. <laughs> He's well, he is on the practice is... squad. He might not be making a lot of money. He is one of the I mean, dude, do you know how much it a... costs to live up there? Yeah, a bunch. Uh, anyway, they signed him as one of our future brother. contracts. The others that, that the Redskins signed uh, are tackle Xavier Fulton, a uh, couple of uh, well, we, a wide receiver. What's the guy's name? Torres. Named or a, the guy or named or after Tor- the car and Torres the guy named Johnson. after the money. Yeah, and Torres, then, uh, running back Sean Bray McNeil. Sean Bray. And, Sean Bray. Uh, That's a funny name. I like that Maurice, one. Maurice Price. Who's that guy? He's a and, wide receiver. Right, and uh, defensive lineman, uh, Rashad Duncan. 
Those are your six. All right. Is he related to Sandy? (laughs) (laughs) It always comes back to the glass eye, man. What is this? The glass eye club? We got Rashad Duncan. We got Mike Shanahan. (laughs) They're all all driving. They're all having capers while they drive around in Tauruses and go to Vincent Price's house, who is Maurice Price's (laughs) grandfather. Who is very glass. selfish. Who did not have a glass eye, I don't believe, though. Who doesn't have a glass eye? Vincent Price. <laughs> he did have a fake mustache, though. I don't have a glass eye. <laughs> he drew his mustache on. Ugh. It was a pencil-thin mustache. <laughs> anyway, nice smoking jacket. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how we, once again, came in last place. Um... Kind of, sorta. Yeah. We're we're gonna we're gonna clear up the air as to whether Dallas or Washington actually finished last in the NFL this year. And then we're gonna talk about our game balls, our kicking the balls from the last game of the year. Hainsworth McNabb, the fantasy football champion, will be revealed, and much more. Sick. We'll talk to you guys. We'll talk to you guys after the break. You're listening. Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI, or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade, and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757-259-9377. All right, we're back. Yo, John, are you there? Did you go down to watch the Sugar Bowl? Hello? Josh, yo. are you watching the Sugar Bowl? Yo, yo, yo. I am not watching the Sugar Bowl, but I bet Josh was. How about them Buckeyes? Josh informed Buckeyes. us for the first time in his life that he actually pulls for the Buckeyes. Because I went to Ohio State Junior as my as my college. Who does not have a football team, I believe. Yeah, they do. Ohio State Junior. They do. Uh, the score right now, let me just tell you, is twenty eight to seven, Ohio State over Arkansas. Dang. There's Josh's favorite new team. Just let me tell you. Josh's yeah, I went to school team. ten minutes. I thought you were a Chapel Hill fan. Uh, yeah, I thought you were a Chapel Hill fan, too. I am. I, I live here. I'm a Chapel Hill fan. Well, you, you live in Raleigh. in Raleigh, so you should be a Wolfpack You should be a Wolfpack when you, fan. When you live in North Carolina's Triangle, you have to choose one of three. I've, I've made my choice. And, I live and it is Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> the Buckeyes. And it is the Buckeyes. Incidentally, if you've ever had those, like, chocolate and peanut butter Buckeyes that they make up there, man, those are good. Dude, they sell them at Cracker Barrel, too. They're good. Oh, they do? If you ever get a chance to go see a Buckeyes game, especially if the Buckeyes are playing Michigan in the horseshoe, go see it. It's electric. And if you ever have a chance to eat one of those Buckeyes from Cracker Barrel, don't pass that up, either. 
Yeah, those are. I I would rather eat one of those Buckeyes than go to the Horseshoe. They're tasty and they're loaded with high fructose corn syrup. Mmm, chocolate and peanut butter. It's like a Reese's cup, but better. With corn. It's delicious. Delicious. (laughs) They are delicious. I love them. You put the chocolate in my peanut butter. There might be a little bit of coconut, too. Nah, there's no coconut up in there. Seriously. Uh, Anyway. I can't believe we finished last in the division. Last. All right, there's been some confusion this week about whether the Redskins, who finished behind or at the back end of the division and in the NFL. Was it the Redskins or was it the Dallas Cowboys? It was the Redskins. Well, here's where it gets confusing. Here's where it gets confusing. Both the Redskins and the Cowboys finished with identical 6-10 and records. Both the Redskins and the Cowboys finished one and one against each other. However, the Dallas Cowboys finished three and three in the division by beating the uh, second team of the Eagles on the last day by one point, I think. And the Redskins finished two and four. So therefore, in the division, the Washington Redskins finished last. However, <laughs> the draft order came out yesterday for the NFL. In the next draft coming up this this week or this year in April, the Redskins, who finished, I think, with six other teams at 6-10, and 10, will be picking 10th. The Dallas Cowboys, ass Cowboys, will be picking 9th, which means that based on strength of schedule, the Dallas Cowboys finished worse, and that would be behind the Washington Redskins. Interesting, dude. So, so what I'm arguing with us then is that we got ripped off because we, if they finished ahead of us in the division, then we should have gotten that ninth pick and they should have gotten the tenth one. That's what I'm arguing. Am I wrong? No, my argument is that uh, unless like Jerry Jones like paid someone off to get the pick over us. Well, would you rather have the 9 pick over the 10 pick, or would you rather be like, yeah, but we finished better than you guys in the NFL, which means we finished better than Dallas. And really, isn't that what it comes down to? No, um, it comes down to having that Deshaun Jackson instead of Devin Thomas is what it comes down to. I'd rather pick in front of Dallas at that point. Dude, that's a good point, though, Aaron. What it's going to do, if the two teams don't change anything and Dallas does end up, as it is now, picking ninth, and the Redskins pick 10th, there's always going to be that... Who did Dallas pick and who did the Redskins pick right after that? And they're always going to be tied together in the minds and the hearts of the Redskins fans and the Dallas fans. Well, so I it could be a to situation. Explain to me, dude. <clears throat> what? If they finished ahead of us in the league, division. Then how do they get a better draft? They finished pick? ahead of us in the division. Well, yeah, in the division. How can they possibly finish ahead of us in the division but lower than us in the league? It's it's based off of strength of schedule is is the main basis for that and that's how Who they divide it up. That? Who determines strength of schedule? The strength guy. It's based off of last year's strength of schedule, isn't it? Or is it this year's? This it probably season is that this just year's. finished. It this is this season because we beat teams like Green Bay and Chicago Eagles. and Philadelphia, who are all in the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you beat teams so. like. Carolina and Detroit and St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it should anyway, balance out. Anyway, but I think it's going to be really intriguing. Well, it's good one to say, yeah, we still finished ahead of you in the NFL. So you know, stick it, Dallas fans. But it, too, it's also good, or it's also going to be interesting as things go on. It's like. Hopefully, it's going to be a situation where we're always going to be like, ha ha, you guys could have had. Blah, 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 but instead you picked, you know, Poser Jones at the night pick, and we got some <laughs> awesome dudes. And hopefully it won't end up being them always going, oh, you guys had a chance to get, you know, you know I don't know, Ryan Mallett, we'll throw that name out there, quarterback at Arkansas, and you ended up picking Albert Hainsworth third or some crap like that. Or Dizzy Bryant. <laughs> you ended up picking uh, Sean Cordonish. <laughs> 
Starboard <laughs> Don. And we ended up picking Daryl Pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, we may need to revisit. We we might do that this off season. The all worst Redskins team. But what it all Fly boils position. down to is both Dallas and Washington sucked. But at least before the season, we weren't going around saying how we're going to play the Super Bowl in our own stadium. Like they, we weren't so... a super overrated team that everyone thought was going to play the Super Bowl in our own stadium. You mean, dude? They can all yeah. show up in their meeting room that day and, and play the Super Bowl on Madden together. If they want to. They could do that. They could play except, it on the big big screen. Except they, they aren't allowed to go screen. into their locker room because it's rented out to the whoever the team is that's actually going to be playing. The so game. they'll show up like that's true at four and a, four o'clock in the morning that morning and play it on their big screen. They'll sit out in the like stands. They'll hook up play. their Xbox. Hook up their Xbox to it. Yeah. Tony Romo can show up wearing his little like newsboy hat. <laughs> you think they're going to have a quarterback controversy? Because I don't think there's any question that John Kitna played better than Tony Romo this year. If you I, compare I, all the games. Dude, I've been saying that ever since they got Kitna. You have. He was better. You have. You were the know, only I person think. I know that was saying that Kitna was better than Tony Romo on a consistent basis. You were saying that from day one. Am I the only Jerry person Jones saying it now? Romo. Am I the only person that says it now? No, I say it now. All right. Josh, do you say it? No. You still think Romo's better? Because, yeah, he was on your squad. So oh, that's right. You had him on your fantasy football team. I'm not Even saying when he was better. I'm saying I think playing. Jerry Jones likes him better. Uh, well, that, the question is, do you think he's better than John Kitna? Um, I think they're probably about even. I think they're par. Josh, that's a cop-out answer. Dude, that's a weak no, answer. Seriously. It's not. I do. That's, that's, my, that's my true feeling. What it all boils down to is Tony... Dude. Dude, I'm a little uncomfortable. We're talking about Romo and true feelings with Josh. I'm a little uncomfortable <laughs> since he drafted him in fantasy football. What it all boils down to is that to- <laughs> Tony Romo has small man hands and he can't play football because they're too small to fit around the football. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. It's coming. I, I hear it. Aaron's going to make the bell of the ball statement. Go ahead. The what? I'm sorry. That was all. I was you always say. say it. You always start off by he has small man hands. You know he has to throw the ball from the bell of the ball. I've never said that in my life. Yes, you did. I'm gonna pull it up on a podcast or four and show you where you said it. I don't even know what the bell of the ball means. <laughs> Is you that like the that bell point? end? The bell end of the ball. Yes. <laughs> I've never <laughs> said that. I challenge you to. Bring it up on a podcast. Uh, it would take me a few weeks to, to rifle through it, but I'll find it. To Dude, rifle through all 239 episodes. 239 hours of Harry I can do football. it in 239 hours. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Those first few episodes are a little bit shorter. Uh, Romo <laughs> played during those episodes. Where we had like the like the midi hail to the Redskins. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Speaking of, I wanted to thank John for my birthday present. He sent me a 45 record with uh, Hail to the Redskins on it. So as soon as, I, as soon as I am able to locate a working turntable at a thrift store, I'll be able to listen to that. Pick up one of those USB <laughs> turntables. Yeah, I could. Um, Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll get that for next Christmas. That'd be cool. <laughs> Anyway, um, moving forward, it's it. Well, dudes, seriously, we need to get into this games and kicks quickly. It's time oh, for crap. the kick in the balls award. Maybe oh, hold we on. need to get you another soundboard too while we're at it. No, it's hold on, I just messed up. I messed Dude, up. We need to hold get on. you a turntable. You can be like wiki wiki wiki. Here, how about this? It's time for this week's it's time kick in the balls award. It, 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 it's time for. <laughs> we need new sound effects next year too. Um, John, Josh, Josh, go ahead. Uh, bat, bat guano. Bat guano with his league tying eleven missed field goals on the season from eleven yards out. Seriously. <laughs> 
Dude, he had me. It was so horrible that he missed that that I was worried after that he was going to miss extra points. Dude, no, the most horrible thing about him missing that is he came running off the field looking at the holder and the long snapper like, dude, seriously. Seriously. Like, what he happened? was arguing. Like, he was yelling at them. And it, dude. Aaron, you and I were debating this. <laughs> it was hard to tell whether he was yelling at them or he was, or they were just like, hey, dude, don't worry about it. You just missed another one. It's no big deal, man. You know, you'll get it. You'll get it turned around sometime. And he's like, no, man, I suck. I can't figure out what's wrong with me. I can't figure out if it's in my head or if it's my my form or if I'm like on the wrong toe when I plant my foot. I don't I don't know what the f is wrong with me. Yeah, we don't know. I kind of think that, that he was, was like, I, "What was the matter with you guys? That snap was way high. You didn't put it down properly. The yeah, laces yeah. were faced two degrees to the wrong angle. That was a sloppy hold. It was at least one degree off. I, I just can't was, imagine that's what it was. I, I really think that he was just like, dudes, I, like they were probably just talking to him normally. He's like, dudes, I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. I'm really getting pissed off of myself. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. That three points could have come in handy there. It could have come in handy. Now, the Giants <laughs> did miss a field goal as well, but uh, Rex Grossman yeah, but the also, Giants also gave didn't the turn it over four times. times. Yeah, so. Could have made us the overtime playingest team in the NFL. Anyway, that was a pretty good um, kick in the balls, Josh. There you go. I'm going to give mine. Go for it. Even though he uh, finished with one tackle on the day in the uh, defensive line, uh, the defensive line in the uh, stat sheet, uh, my kick in the balls is going to Rex freaking Grossman. You suck! (laughs) Oh, my God! I hate this guy. I hate Rex Grossman so very, very much. I've hated him for years, and I hate it even more that we signed him on our team. And 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 like we said, that first game where he threw those touchdowns was a bit of an aberration, though he had those turnovers as well. And he's just been the typical Rex Grossman that he has been since he entered the league in 2003. You suck! Oh my, I almost threw something through my new plasma TV, and that would have really just made me hate him even more, which is hardly any more because I don't think I could hate him any more than I do. Aaron? I don't know who I'm going to give my kick in the balls award to because I was going to give him to one of those two dudes. Uh, All right, we'll give it to somebody. And then let's give our Um, game because we're starting to run My blood pressure is up. All right, I'm going to give mine to... Stefan Iyer. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because he had that mohawk, that frohawk cut into his head? I don't know. Just He didn't even play, I don't think, but I'm just going to give it to him. Anybody. Dude, you should give him his game ball for not playing. <laughs> not playing. He actually was there on the sideline for one play, and he like ran up and pointed like where the ball was supposed to be spotted or something like that. What was that play that he did that? He was all um, like, yeah, it's right there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but that was a huge play right there. Oh. No, I'm going to give mine to Santana Moss for fumbling. I knew it. I knew it. I was like, you're either going to give it to Chris Cooley or Santana Moss. No, I already said I thought Chris Cooley played better. You hate Chris Cooley. Wait, he didn't fumble, did he? No, but Santana Moss Santana sure did. Santana Moss did. He fumbled. Yeah, it's that was It's usually one or the other, isn't it? Yeah, so he's getting my kick for that because that, said, that was a huge fumble at a bad time. Yards on the day. Yeah, but he always has one play that makes us lose, and that was the one this time. <laughs> <laughs> a few weeks ago, it was the touchdown that hit him right in the hands, and he like forgot his dick's gloves on the sideline. Gloves. So anyway, all right, that's who my kick's going to. So now it's time to move into. It, it, it's time for the kick kick game ball. ever elusive. Game Ball Award. Game Ball Award brought to you by Steve in Nova Scotia. <laughs> All right. My Game Ball goes to Philip Buchanan. Four tackles, one assist, one interception on the day. This guy, he's like, I don't know. It's like he's got a second wind or something. He's come back and, you know, is, it, it, dude's 30 years old. It's his ninth season in the NFL. I, I can't remember. Did I give him a Game Ball last week? This guy is is has been impressive the past few weeks. You might have. You like this guy. Well, he's the first pick. Seriously, like earlier on in the season or whenever, I would have been like, yeah, and I think I did once go, Philip Buchanan. Huh? 
But yeah, but do you know who I like even better than him? Carlos Rogers. <laughs> no. It's not Angelo Hall. Barnes. Kevin Barnes, yeah, who has Pace. found a calling at safety. He really Dude, he's, he's all over the place. He's making tackles. He's making hits. He's making interceptions. Yeah. Safety's um, where he needs to be. We talked about it already on the podcast. He needs to be at safety because he's not a good cornerback. Yeah, they need he's to a, convert him over full-time to safety. Yeah, he and Stefan Heyer used to hang out. Another Maryland product. Yep, yep, but he was a third-round pick, I believe. Well, they need um, to cut Stephon Heyer and keep this dude because I think he's may have found his NFL position. Yeah. And it, he really Thank goodness for him because leagues. he was not going to be a cornerback in this league. No. And hopefully they'll keep him at safety. Right. How about you, John? Um. Well, I, I, I mentioned – I do want to give a, a – a, I mentioned D'Angelo Hall who got burnt for that 90, what, seven-yard touchdown because instead of trying to play the – and tackle the receiver. He tried to jump up and hit it in the air for some inexplicable reason. Um, but that was a that was a, a little mini kick. I think he deserved on the way to the Pro Bowl. My game ball is going to go to I don't know Carlos Rogers. I'm thinking about somebody who could give the game ball. You know what? I'm going to give mine to. A player who, I, if he can kick this injury bug that he's had in his career, he's going to be bad as hell for at least a couple more years. And that's Ryan All-Terrain. All-Terrain all day. Give him oh, the yeah. ball. Give him the ball more. And when it's working, don't go away from it. Give him the ball. And he, all, he had 18 rushes for 61 yards, but that was partially because he was doing really well, and they just decided to stop giving him the ball. Kyle. Way to go, Kyle. Kyle. Way to go, Kyle. Ryan, Ryan Toring. Ryan Can Turing. anyone out there tell that I don't really like Kyle that much? Kyle. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Kyle and his play calling that much either. Hopefully he'll get better. He is a young lad. Although, I got to say, we had that one drive where we drove it like 80 yards on I forget how many plays, and I thought that the play calling was pretty pretty darn exceptional on that drive. It was that tight. one drive. One drive. If we had like four drives like that out of a game, that we would be We only awesome. had four drives in the whole game. <laughs> uh, well, and most you know, of in them the fourth ended quarter, on a turnover. I think it started late in the third quarter, but but in the second half, the defense held the Giants to three three and outs in a row. And our offense didn't do squat. Because the Oops. two things that were working, like we said earlier in the podcast, run the ball and do those passes over the middle to the tight ends. It was like 12, 15-yard passes and let him run with it. It was working really nicely. What happened? And stop turning it over. And stop turning over the damn ball. Rex Grossman, you suck! Speaking of play calling, speaking of that series of play calls, remember when he he called the same exact play two times in a row and one time Chris Cooley ran the route and then the next time Fred Davis ran the route? Yeah, yeah, that that was that that one drive where he was uh, sending them down the middle. It's like they're mm-hmm. given the entire middle of the field, and they were doing that a lot in the game because they kept blitzing. Mm-hmm. The holes mm-hmm. were there. Except Rayvon kept getting beat. Trent Williams actually didn't have a good game. He was getting beat by OCU Manura, but, I mean, he's an exceptional player. But yeah, that's getting, the worst I've seen him play. I think it was one play. of his worst games, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Rex Grossman just has no awareness. His awareness on Madden is zero. Dude, Omanura had a huge game, and, I mean, he had, like, Three tackles, two assists, two sacks, and two forced fumbles. He Big did have a huge game. Yeah. He was trying to go to the playoffs, unlike the rest of his team, like Cofield. Like Cofield. They hurt my like, He and Carlos Rogers need to go on the injury list together. Feelings. Anyway. All right, so we need to start thinking about wrapping this up. Real quick, though. Think about it. Uh, what's the deal with Hainsworth? He showed up to clear out his locker today and did not talk to Mike Shanahan. Shocker. He's going to yeah. be traded. Enough said about him. Can we be done with him now? Who would you say he was he, going to? The he box? was also – dude, I do want to point out that I read when he showed up. When he showed up today, he was wearing a sweatshirt that said punk on it. Did he really? That's what I we read. We showed up yesterday. I wasn't there. He had a sweatshirt that said punk. Said Are you punk. sure it wasn't like like a really long word that was just kind of rumpled <laughs> up in a roll? It rolled in between his man boobs? 
Maybe. Anyway, I don't know what other word it, it might have been, like punkalicious or or <laughs> spunky. Maybe you just couldn't see the whole word. So what mm. about McNabb? What's the deal with him, real quick? Just real quick. Um, my call is that they're going to trade him to the Minnesota Vikings for a third or fourth round pick. That's my prediction. No, yeah, dude, here's a, good, a picture of it. I found it. Hansworth prediction. wearing his punk shirt. The jacket that says punk. It's a spunky shirt. Yeah, I think that would probably be a good call for McNabb. And he'll probably do really well there. <laughs> this is, I was reading Dan Steinberg. He wrote, really? That's really the shirt you chose on, on this day? The shirt of course that said ex- exorbitantly rich malcontent was in the wash or something? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not talk about Hainsworth or McNabb again because they're both dead to us. Yeah, to me. but you know who we do want to talk about? Who? This year's Harry Hog Football Fantasy oh, League oh, Champion, oh, hailing from the United the UK, Abergorky Warriors. Simon from the UK in his first year in the Harry Hog Football Fantasy Football League. Congratulations. Former champion, Knights Who Kick UK Arse, um, in the final game. So congratulations to him. Um, dude, email us your address out there, and we'll be sending you something um, as a celebratory gift for winning the Harry Hogg Fantasy Football League, as we always send something every year. Uh, we won't tell you what it is, because we're not sure yet. But we'll send you something pretty soon, and it may be on the slow boat, but we'll let you know. And here's the interesting thing about that. Usually that goes domestically. Um, this time it's probably going to be more to ship it to the UK than the thing is actually worth. But Not if we ship it on the slow boat, but it might take a month to get there. Yeah, we'll put it <laughs> as on As long the as it doesn't like fall overboard in some container in the North Sea. Yeah. Hey, Eric or we'll just put a cousin it that keeps in the Atlantic. Just put it in a bottle and put it out to float and see if we have, it we <laughs> it'll be there in six to nine months. <laughs> The carrier pigeons can't cross the Atlantic, dude. They might, could. If they could hit some big updrafts. Anyway, congratulations, Simon, to being the first non-United uh, States, United States uh, citizen to win citizens. the Harry Hogg Fantasy Football Fantasy League. It really is an international league that we have here at Harry Hogg Football Fantasy League. So That's true, and it was a uh, well-listened-to internationally, well-listened-to podcast. For re- real, true Redskins fans, all-weather fans, like we say. Yep. Um, let me see here. I think that pretty much, correct me if I'm wrong, that pretty wraps much wraps it up. it up. So, I'd like to give our thanks to our sponsors, David Lee Legal Services. Our benevolent sponsor. Steve in Nova Scotia. Our weekly sponsor. And if you would like to sponsor an episode of Harry Hog Football, you can go to the donate button on our website on the left-hand side. Donate PayPal, and uh, you hook us up. We mention your name. We appreciate it because you know it all. It, it helps to keep this quality programming on the air. And remember, Harry Hog Football, unlike a lot of these other fly-by-night podcasts, is on year-round. That's right, 52 weeks a year, folks. We are going into our fifth season? I don't know, 52 times whatever it is to make 240. <laughs> so anyway... Um, Josh, how many is that? Don't ask him. We can buy the team for $1 million. Dollars. Anyway, hail to the Redskins. And give us a call. 177 Harry Hog. Tweet at us at, at Harry Hog. Send us some email. Redskinsfan at HarryHogFootball.com. And remember, if you see a Cowboys fan this week, yep. remind them that they finished behind us in the final NFL standings, which means that we were better than them this year. So you can joke Yeah.
spelled with two S's. Not one, but two. This is my message to you.